there's a way in which you could write uh, like a menage that would only end up being like a four or something. But I just, to me, the nature of there being more than two partners in, in and, and I know that makes me sound like an old, old lady. But to me, if, if there's more than two people in a bed, you're definitely upping the ante. Nui Kirwan is a Bronx native, but was raised by Coastal. She's a UMass Amherst grad who currently lives in New York City. And when she's not consuming copious amounts of media, binging TV shows, devouring movies, hoarding comic books, and inhaling romance novels, she's writing, dreaming up all sorts of interesting lives and passionate loves. Welcome, Nui, to Steam Scenes. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. This is like, this. okay, so I mean, we were in the green room talking for way too long because <laughs> it's just like, you are so much fun. So I'm super excited to do this. <laughs> I'm excited too. Woo! Okay, first question, basically yeah. ask everyone. When did you realize you wanted to be a writer? Okay, so I the stock answer that I've been giving that is actually accurate is that I, I, had always kind of wanted to be a writer. I'd always been writing, like when I was in fourth grade, I used to write these really not elaborate stories that I unfortunately had to inflict on my classmates. And, I love it. And it was it was great. And I, you know, I really dug like the 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 creating of stories and sharing them with people. But I didn't really think I could do it. And there was a moment like in my teens when I like I said I really love movies and tv and stuff and so I like wanted to be the next Quentin Tarantino but I didn't want to I didn't really want to direct I wanted to be a screenwriter and then I wanted to be Carrie Fisher when I discovered what a, screen oh. do a script doctor was oh my I, god I, I worship <laughs> Carrie Fisher okay oh my god <laughs> and so then I that was what I wanted to do for a really long time and then I was like, okay, wake up. You have to have a real job. Oh my God. For me, it's Nora <laughs> Ephron. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. Love Nora Ephron. Really love Nora Ephron. I like Harry, Nora. when Harry met Sally is like, whew, foundational. Have you ever read and, her short stories? I haven't. I oh. haven't actually read any Nora Ephron. I just, I've only consumed her like media. Okay, the short stories, because, um, you know, she wrote for The New Yorker, and, and, mm -hmm. they, and she has these anthologies now. They, they have collections of her New Yorker short stories, and they're just an absolute delight, and I highly recommend them. Oh, I, I'll definitely look those up. I yeah. definitely will. Especially if you're, like, yeah. a film fan, and, like, because she has a very, I, I, this is weird to say, but she has a very filmic quality to her writing. I get sense. that. I get that. No, I do, because uh, I've been told that I'm not tooting my own horn but I've been told that myself like that yeah. that they can you you can see it but you know what I'll say that that is really great but it has its drawbacks too because I know that people really got on Dan Brown about that same thing like he his like Da Vinci Code you could see that movie before you ever saw the movie and it was very filmic and you oh. know, so it's it's a pejorative and it's a compliment. So yeah. I, I think for Nora Ephron, it's probably a compliment, and for me, it might be a pejorative. Oh no, stop <laughs> it! I you know what? I think it just depends what you like, right? And for me, 
because my first, I mean, my first step into writing was I wanted to be a playwright. I wanted to be a playwright, screenwriter, I get that. you oh, know, my TV writer. Like that's where I yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's so funny. I was recounting my, my one shot that I blew the other day, like and I, <laughs> my one big shot and I blew it. Um, and, and so I come from that background and uh-huh. so, so transitioning to novel writing, I, 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 you know, I enjoy reading novels that are cinematic. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know? so, Agreed. So I think it just depends, like, you know, what you like. And I like the cinematic stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I agree. I, I, to- I am totally that way, too. Um, to answer your question, I, I, for a long time, I just didn't think that that was, like, viable after I kind of mm-hmm. realized that, you know, the the screenwriting thing wasn't going to work for me. I mean, I applied to a couple programs and stuff like that. And I was a communications major in college and with a a focus on like mass media. And then I just was like, okay, but you need to eat and you need a real job. You need a real job. Yeah. Yeah. You can't can't eat writing. It's not edible. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's too hard on the stomach. So I, you know, decided to, um, I, I, I decided to do other things and, but I kept writing. Yeah. It's just writing that I was doing for myself. Okay. And can I, I, go ahead. Can I yeah, ask yeah. you, are you comfortable with saying what you're doing? You can be very vague. I'm just always curious what people's day jobs are or were. Well, uh, so I always, I think of myself as kind of a journeyman for, um, a while I've been, I had been going to for nursing and I've kind of once I got the book deal I kind of um like slowed down on that kind of pulled back from that but I've been working I've been working in like the nonprofit world I worked for um Princeton University for seven years wow and um and before that I worked for you know other schools and after school programs and that sort of thing so I was like I guess I could you could say I was always like somewhere in the like educational not me never me teaching anyone anything but <laughs> like as like support staff to like okay a- educational organization okay okay but you went you were going through nursing school that's freaking hard uh well yeah and and ultimately like sort of fruitless and so i kind of i decided to change sort of change direction more recently and and it's been kind of hard to kind of give that up, but um, I think because this was something that was far more writing was something that was far that speaks to me far more than nursing. Even though I like the nursing aspect too, um, I I kind of was like, okay, it's okay to let that go because yeah. you're doing you're doing something else worthwhile that like feeds you. Um, I'm curious because. You were sort of like this closet writer, right? Just doing it yeah, for yourself. Most definitely. At what point were you like, "Oh, I think I'm. I think I'm going to try for that book deal, or try for that agent, or whatever." Like, what was the, what was the what was the inspiration? What what was the prod? That's what I'm looking for. So all credit goes to my friend. So I very. This is so funny, um, and because this is steam scenes, I'm going to be really frank. So I discovered Tumblr because I saw some like racy like Tumblr out in the world, like some racy yeah. Tumblr feed. And I was like, what in the hell is Tumblr? 
so I <laughs> Tumblr went, got a little eye popping. Yes. Oh yeah, sure did until <laughs> until Apple got a hold of it. Um, shade, no shade. <laughs> but anyway, I, Apple and Yahoo. But um, yeah, so I joined Tumblr in like late no early 2013. Okay. And it was right around the time that I had started watching this show. And I was um, really into the show. And I discovered on a month later, because I, this is what I do with social media, like I'll join and then not do anything for years, almost to the point that it's passe. And then I'm like, Oh, my God, this is so great. Have you heard of Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Same. Same. So, and every yeah. time I every time I sign up, I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this because I'm always late. And then no. I'm always and late. Then it doesn't yeah. happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, so that and that's basically what happened. I mean, like people could argue that Tumblr was already different by 2013, but I didn't really do anything with Tumblr until I discovered that the fandom that uh, for that show that I really liked had a very nice like Tumblr presence, and so. I started like dipping my toe into like fandom and fan fiction. Oh, and, cool. yeah. Which, and, can I ask what show it was? Or if you don't have to, you, again, you don't have to say, you can be like, eh, no, we can leave that behind. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't want to say only because um, it influenced my book. And I don't oh. want people to look at look at the that, old stuff. The, look at not not even that. It's not that because I'm not ashamed of my my um, fan fiction like background. I don't want them to look at um, the book and think that what they're seeing is the characters from the the fandom I was in. Oh 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 okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah I yeah. see what you mean. I, I got so it. So I because because that can just shade things, and you, it's hard to shade. Like once I found out that um, Fifty Shades of Grey was um what was it twilight fan fiction i couldn't unsee it oh you know i just couldn't (laughs) like it didn't matter what was going on it didn't matter jamie jordan could have have stripped completely naked and stood completely buck naked in the middle of the screen and i still would be seeing edward with his shiny body (laughs) with a from twilight yeah (laughs) exactly like i just it was just hard to unsee so i that's the only reason it's not it's not like a shame thing or anything. I just don't want to color right. people's, you know, perceptions. So, right, right. But, yeah. I, but in that fandom, there were so many talented writers and particularly other Black women mm-hmm. who were really, they were really um, ardent fans and they were incredibly talented. And I sort of fell in with them. And um, I mean, there were lots of other talented women in the fandom that were not black, but I just, you know, a lot, a lot of the women that I got gravitated to were other black women. Mm-hmm. And um, we started like writing as a collective. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. And then, and then what happened was one of them, this intrepid, like my hero, um, who is a writer on her own, and I can't wait until her book um comes out she said hey do you want to do pitch wars and i was like pitch wars what's pitch wars what's that what's, what's going on with that <laughs> and she and was like you have to go to twitter and you're like exactly <laughs> exactly because i was like i haven't used twitter since 2013 <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and I'm not joking. <laughs> so she was like, yeah, do you want to do pitch wars? And I, and I, I said, okay, um, sure. And it was like July and pitch wars, like pitch wars, the, the full event, not just the pitch, the Twitter pitch contest right. actually is in September. So she was like, well, can you pull together a story in two months <laughs> that wow. you can submit? And I was just like, no, but I can try. And so we all just decided to try. It was about five of us. And we just decided to try. Holy and that crap. just started it. Like, it just started. And and she's so um, together. She's so organized. She used to be in the military. So she's got that oh, precision. Right. Yeah. And that, like, you know, very organized like sense i'm i'm a scatterbrain i am disorganized my life and my house is in chaos but she is just like, <laughs> come on over <laughs> exactly right <laughs> Who, whose story is that not well it's not her story she Amazing. has i always tease her about her um spreadsheet so she said okay <laughs> if we're serious about this and no because she lives her life by spreadsheet i know people she's like gonna that. die she's gonna die when she hears this um, I'm so, always like slightly <laughs> horrified yet always like, I wish I could do that. I, I, I admire it so much. Like the teasing is so it's, it's, uh, it's love because I'm so, I so appreciate, I'm so appreciative of it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so, um, envious of yeah. her ability to do that. And she just like came to, came to it with this, that, that kind of same military efficiency. So she was like, if you really want to be a writer, then you have to do this, this, this. You have to learn like how what the word count is for your genre. You have to you have to first decide what genre you want to be in. You you know you got to get a query. You got to get an agent. Then you got to get a book deal. Like she just laid it all out and got me like podcasts that she told me she wanted me to listen to, which wow. I didn't. But. <laughs> <laughs> And also, you persevered though. Let's let this exactly. you, you didn't need them. <laughs> and and so like and and it thanks to her really. I mean, dragging me like she was she she threw me on her shoulder and <laughs> like oh. dragged me through the whole process. <laughs> and that's where I that's how I got to where I am now. I can't even pretend it was any other way. I can't pretend that it was my own gumption or my own initiative or anything. She kept dragged me kicking and streaming through the whole process. So did you end up getting a pitch war met like I I know it's not really like winning pitch wars, but did you end up with I think it's like the mentorship that you got? No, or actually I didn't. What, oh what that's so funny is that I didn't but what I had at the end of Pitchworth was a completed manuscript. Amazing. You got it done in two months. I Well, I had the seeds for it already. And so I just wrote it like I, it was so it kind of poured out of me. And so but that was definitely like first draft. stuff. <laughs> so was it was, was this the first draft of Long Past Summer, which is your debut, which we will be talking about? Is this it was that the very first the nugget of it? Um, the nugget of a full um, manuscript. I had like something that was more like a short story. Okay. So I had something that was more like 30,000 words. And by the time I was done, I had 110,000 words. Whoa. I write, I overwrite. It's like, it's my cross to bear. I just write, it's like, I, why take two words to say what you could say with 10? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so what did you, what, what did you get the word count down to if you were at one ten? Ooh, I mean, people who see my book will, will can attest to the fact that it is long. Um, it, I got it down to about a hundred and five, hundred and four. And Harlequin didn't care. They were. Listen, I was shocked. I had, I managed to get it down to a hundred and three when I submitted it to them, and then I, it ended up ballooning again. And my editor, like. I definitely don't want to say to people, other people, that their editors will be this nice or that their publishing company will be this accepting. So definitely stay under 100,000 words. Like, <laughs> do not be me. Do, do not, not do what I me. did. Yeah. No, do not do what I did. Like, there was, I mean, and that's also part of it, too. There was such a, like, uh, a, 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 what would you call it? Like, I was so naive about it. Like I didn't, even though my friend had given me this, you know, told me what the word count for certain things were. And I knew that I was well over, it still didn't stop me from like submitting and stuff because I didn't really know any better. And I figured if the story was good enough, they would forgive me the extra 10,000 words. Yeah. See, you know what? And I think that that's kind of the point. Like, I think that's really the key is that if, if it takes 100,000 words to tell the story, it takes 100,000 words to tell the story. Agree. Do you know what I mean? So I think, mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like the word count thing can be a little bit arbitrary. I mean, I definitely notice that it's arbitrary once you're a successful writer. I mean, again, shade, no shade. Like once, you know, once you're like a Daniel Steele, or at least to play with, <laughs> it doesn't matter how large your book is. As I, as you know, by the bricks that Daniel Steele writes. <laughs> like they're door stoppers. I am not, I like that Daniel Steele. So that was no, that was no, there was no shade in that, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's a point after which your success says, you know, success says never having to stop writing. Right. Well, I know like also with like, well, I mean, I guess it's a little bit different because it's more, it's fantasy romance, like uh, the Court of Thorn and Roses. That's your, like you look at that book and that look, that book is a big book. I mean, you could kill someone with that book. You could bludgeon them with it. Right. But so, but I guess because it's like Rome, it's like fantasy romance more than like, you know, so, yeah. so fantasy is given a lot more words. Exactly. And fantasy is, yeah, fantasy is allowed a lot more. Like the fantasy, for fantasy, you can go up to a hundred and I think 30,000 words and still be considered within the, 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 um, <laughs> guidelines like yeah, really. sometimes I they think, go to like 200,000 words yeah, I mean, like, uh, that's two books George R. R. That's two yeah, books. I mean, exactly George R.R. R. Martin yeah. can like attest to that yeah like but um yeah so because the, the, the claim is because you know they're doing a lot of world, world building. building which I completely understand and so it takes time to do set all the 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 setting so you know i mean in fairness though i think um romance in particular also does a lot of world world building um i just think that because our most well some of us not all of us like you know are writing contemporary mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily explain this newfangled cell phone technology exactly uh, because everybody mm-hmm. knows it you know yeah. so so you so there are sort of like you know cues there that people can you don't need to explain but at the same time we're still building worlds 
I'm absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in rom coms alone, yes. like you're building a world where everything kind of works out, and you know everything is cute. Like a pratfall in the middle of a restaurant is cute, as opposed to mortifying. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, if you were on Steamy Tumblr. Yeah. Um, which is so funny because I'm thinking of like, you know, steamy talk and I'm like, oh, wait, but there's steamy tumbler. Yeah. It's so funny to think about. Does that mean you were you were writing graphic scenes on Tumblr? Um, well, I wasn't. Oh, I was oh reading okay. them. You were, but you were writing them. I wasn't. I was not writing them. I was reading them. Oh, I was interesting. Super. The, the, the funny thing is I was super conservative in my um in my fan fiction like i i i mean i have one that was actually quite popular where they're apart for most of it and then they like kiss and i think he like (laughs) penetrates her digitally and it's like all about like stars and sparks and fireworks like i didn't even really describe what was happening (laughs) <laughs> because I was just like I can't do which, which is you know what it's really funny because I had I had been I read romance as a kid like right. very briefly I only I discovered romance I mean I knew about romance because funny funnily enough my stepfather was a romance reader really and yeah he loved it loved it all really? I, and so what's so funny is I thought it was, I thought they were my mother's books because my mother is a just, she, she's a bibliophile. Like she reads and reads and reads. I, I love her to death. We had, growing up, I had bookcases and bookcases of books and she, she reads mysteries, espionage, crime fiction, like that sort of thing. That's her thing. But there were all these like Daniel Steele, Jackie Collins, like, um, well, uh, what 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 is her name? Woodwith? Woodwith? Um, oh. Uh, Bar- Bar- is it Barbara Woodwith? Uh, well, she's in like Judith Naughton, McNaughton, and like all that old stuff with like Fabio on the cover. And I assumed those were my mother's books. And then when she and my stepfather broke up, I was like, your books? And she was like, those are my books. <laughs> Those are your stepfathers. Oh books. my god! Did you ever? Did you, I'm just kind of curious. Did you ever talk to him about what he enjoyed? Because it's it's. I know men read romance, but it's rare. It's. I, I've always like wondered, like, for for what, men, what like, it, what are yeah, like, what, what is what, what are they getting out of it? Yeah, like, what's I the don't, draw? I I never spoke to him about it because I don't know if it was embarrassment because I did have like I said, like a lot of people. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because. I've now met a lot of romance writers who um, read romance since they were children and, you know, unapologetically. Whereas for me, it was, it was a little like more undercover. And again, I only, so we didn't talk about it. I saw all the books, but we didn't really talk about it. And so um, I got my, I didn't read any of the books that he had. I think eventually I read like, lucky or chances or something like that but that 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 might have been the only one and um and then but i bought two books for a quarter each at a library sale Har- harlequin books 
and read them and completely fell in love. I was just like, oh my God, these are so amazing. But what also happened was I was like, this is not realistic. This is not real life. There are no happy. I mean, I was a teenager. Okay. So, well, I was on my way to being a teenager. I was so, you know, I was horribly dated. So I was like, this is not real life. Everything is very dramatic. Exactly. (laughs) I will not be reading these. These are just the way to get your heart broken. (laughs) And so I started reading other um, genres of fiction and like lit fic and stuff like that. And it wasn't until I got into college and had some friends who were romance readers and stuff. And they kind of slowly brought me back into the fold. So um, by the time, by probably the late, like, aughts, so like 08, 09, that when um, Amazon, like Kindle publishing Mm. sorts really kind of blew up and stuff, I started buying a lot of those, like, like, because they were only like 99 cents and like $1.99. And so I started buying a lot of those. And I loved them. And I was just eating, like, popping them like Tic Tacs. And then I said, I could do this. And so I started writing all this, like, really explicit stuff. (laughs) And I was just like, you cannot ever show this to anyone. Oh, my God. Okay, so this was pre-Tumblr. Yeah, this was pre-Tumblr. Pre-Tumblr. So in in your notebooks or whatever you were writing in, you have, like, this treasure trove of erotic fiction. Yeah. And then, Amazing. but I just couldn't, I just couldn't bear to like the idea of doing it, but I, it, it fanned the flames of my like interest, but I just couldn't see myself sharing it with anyone. And so Tumblr was where I felt, started to feel free to share, but then I was still too nervous about sh- sharing like more explicit scenes. So I was reading for like five star, like hot, 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 hot stuff, but I was writing like one star <laughs> <laughs> one chili pepper they gaze longingly into each other's eyes and bite touch index fingers <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're writing like christian romance on Tumblr, exactly, basically basically <laughs> but in your notebooks okay oh my god this is fascinating you were like this closet erotic romance writers yeah so cool. oh definitely definitely and, like, so like there, when you started, you know, pen to paper, pre-Tumblr, was it, was it awkward for you at first or were you just like, because it's sort of like that idea of dance like no one's watching. Like, was that the sort of thing where you were just dancing like no one was watching because nobody was yeah. watching? Well, that was it. Like, so I was writing all this stuff and as I was writing it, like the, the desire to share grew. Oh. Like I really wanted to share and I, it was like, I was really kind of repressed, like, because I was like, I want to put this out into the world, but I'm so concerned about the reception I'll get that I couldn't bear to do it. And it was Tumblr. The reason I always kind of start the story in Tumblr, like, I, you're you're kind of getting an exclusive where I go back further than that. But the reason I really started with fan fiction was just because you were so anonymous. Yeah. So I could just these stories out into the world and kind of get feel the love and you know the light criticism that was needed you know about certain things to to like start to really hone my writing um and so like that was the beginning of me kind of coming out of the closet wow yeah that's really cool (laughs) 
so, you know, what, what were you, because I know that you said, you know, you were scared of the reaction, right. That mm -hmm. you would get for, for the writing. And, and so like, what, what did you sort of imagine was going to happen? Like, what was that? What was that? Like, cause it was clearly a block that was holding you back. So I'm kind of curious, like what that block was like, was it, um, oh, they're going to hate it because my prose is purple? Or was it like, I mean, because for me, it's like, oh, shit, my mother is sitting on my shoulder. Well, you, you know what I mean? Like, So I'm kind of curious what, what that block was for you. There were, there were two. The, the, the mother sitting on my shoulder was definitely one of them. Although, luckily for me, my mother doesn't read romance, so I didn't have to worry about my actual mother reading it. But, like, the mothers of the world and people that knew me and, like, my father who would definitely read. And my stepmother, who would definitely read it. And my stepfather, who would definitely read it. Like, people who knew me, I was just terrified mm. that they would know, they read it, and they, now, I'll, I'll be really honest with you. Like, they'd read it, and they'd look at me, and they'd be like, wow, you're really a freak, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Well, you know, and honestly, I mean, you know, and I understand that fear, you know, because I think it's that sort of like, you know, when somebody says, oh, what do you write? You know, what do you write? Oh, well, I write romance. And, you know, at all, I've also written urban fantasy. That's how I started. And like, mm -hmm. it's really funny because the reaction to people, and I'm sorry, I hate to gender this, but it's almost always men. Mm. You know, if my husband's with me, they'll look at him and be like, whoa, you're a lucky guy. But, oh, you know, God. when I said I, you know, when I say to people, oh, well, you know, I wrote him in front, nobody ever said to me, whoa, what's it like to slay vampires? Do you mm. know, like, nobody yeah. said that, you know? So, yeah. I mean, why do you think that I'm having like this, like, wild upside down swing sex <laughs> at home when you, but, but you can't fathom that I might be out there staking vampires and putting hexes on people. Like what? How did, I mean, like, it's oh, true. Come on. It's true. It's true. But I just, it, it, you know, it's one thing to know it intellectually. And then it's another thing to like know in your heart. And I, I was just, I mean, I literally seriously considered what, when my book came out, ripping out the pages of the chapters with the sex scene in it before I gave it to my family. Oh my God. So this is like still kind of like this, this discomfort is ongoing. I get yeah. it. Mine too. Yeah. Mine too. It, it is. It is. Mine too. I mean, I'm trying, I'm starting to, because the reception for my family has been so nurturing and so welcoming and they're just so proud of me that I've, it's, it's starting to help me like let some of that go, but there is, Still, you know, those moments where I talk about someone's head between someone's legs and it, you know, I just am like, oh, God, my dad's reading God. this. Yeah. <laughs> my God, my, over the summer, this was like a couple weeks ago, I saw my aunt and like, she was talking about it and she's like, oh, I have another book coming out in October. And I was like, oh yeah, I have another book coming out. And she's like, it's probably time I started reading your books, huh? And I was like, oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm not sure you want to do that. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my lord. I was like, I mean, I can't stop you. Uh, I don't know if this is really comfortable. <laughs> exactly. How about I let how about you let me give you a copy myself? Oh that my is heavily God. edited. Just give me your love and support without reading my shit. Exactly. All good. All good. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> so okay you so when you got the book deal and knowing that this was a block for you were you ever like 
maybe I should change it, make it sweet. Like, like was there ever a question or you were just like, the, the scenes are the scenes and this is the book I'm writing and it's door wide open and people are having sex? Yeah, no, that was it, definitely. I, I mean, there was definitely not a question about that. I didn't, there wasn't a moment where I thought, ooh, well, they'll just hold hands. It was kind of like, I don't know what I'll do when my family sees this but it's going to have to be what it's going to have to be just because not to say that I, there haven't been some really sweet um, romances that haven't been like, I just read um, romantic agenda, the romantic agenda by uh, Claire Kahn. And it's because the, um, the character is um, ace. There's no sex in it. Okay. And it was, and I, it's one of the books that I've enjoyed the most like this year. And um, because just because she did such a, a great job of like creating a romance mm. that it didn't need that. And I know, I know that from other things, because like, like I said, I didn't, for, there were years in which I didn't read romance. And so what happened was I was just getting the romance from other, other genres. So I yeah. read like Interview with a Vampire and swoon over, you know, um, Lewis and Marius or whatever yeah, yeah. but it w the, there was no sex in that book and so that the, so I, I can do that but personally I love my chili peppers <laughs> <laughs> when you first started writing you know even it, was it weird for you I'm kind of curious like how did you approach how did you approach writing the steamy bits, I guess? Um, or maybe how do you approach, you know, and maybe it hasn't changed or has it evolved at all? It, or? it, it, it honestly, it has, well, it did in terms of how much, how graphic I want it to be. And I'm, and I'm still working on that because there's a level of graphicness that was in my personal writing that I have not been, I've not yet felt comfortable putting into my, um, my writing for like publishing publishing uh, cuz i read your steamy scene and <laughs> well see that's it right like i thought i thought that's that i had been relatively circumspect and i have since learned from all the reviews that i've gotten that i wasn't as circumspect as i i thought i was so now I'm really curious, like, like as far as the chili peppers go, right? Like, like what, like how many is the, is the scene that we're gonna, I'm gonna read from versus the stuff that you have like tucked away that you haven't shown anyone yet? Well, I I think that the stuff that I haven't shown is like five, no question. So you're the rating stuff, this one like a what? I I thought it was like a three. I, I, I very, I seriously thought it was like maybe a 2.5 or a 3, like rounding up to a 3. Shit, I need you to send me like scans of the stuff. You because here's the thing, right? I call it like uh, on TikTok, there was like this weird, there's like this, been like this weird thing going around. I'm on TikTok badly. Um, and it's something like medium steam books. People are like mediums. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Am I medium steam? Cause my, cause like my last book, people all of a sudden started like giving chili peppers and I'd never gotten chili pepper reviews for my, and I've always written this certain steam level. And so I'm getting like three chili peppers and I was like, huh, I always thought I was kind of a 
four or five. What's the, what's the three? So I'm like, I don't know. So now I'm like, maybe I'm medium steam. Maybe I'm not full steam. And, and now I'm like, and so I'm kind of like, I want to know what a five is. Well, I, I, I thought that I would have, I would give like a, who, who's like a five to me? Um, Like, okay, so I think I've always thought of like Helen Huang as like maybe a four. Okay. And like uh Katie Roberts, like like yes, like she's she's a five. She's she's like a she's a she's like a four point five to a five. Like so, she's she go she's she's <laughs> going there. So what makes it the like what makes it the five though? Is it the language? Is it the like what makes it I, the five? For me it's the language. Okay. For me it's the language. It's the words that you feel comfortable using. It's the scenes that you feel comfortable describing. Like I mean, we you said that we can be graphic, right? So Oh on this part, oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. So uh, uh, if a woman's like gagging on a penis, then that's a five. That's a five with a star flash and like fireworks. Like it's <laughs> it's a five, you know. Um, <laughs> if if um, if there's two men, it's a five or three or four <laughs> or a beast or an alien, a blue alien with a spur. <laughs> So like that, Minaj would be a five. Yeah, that to me. I mean, if you were very like, um, if you like obscured it a little with like slightly flower language or something, there's a there's there's a way in which you could write uh, like a menage um, with with uh, that that would only end up being like a four or something. Right, but right. I just. To me, the nature of there being more than two partners in, in and, and I know that makes me sound like an old, old lady, but to <laughs> me, if, if there's more than two people in a bed, we're, 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 you're definitely upping the ante. You, you're up in that steam level. Yeah. If you're talking about a person with a, an appendage that's like the size of your fist. <laughs> like a mile or long. Or exactly. <laughs> That is definitely like without question. It doesn't even really matter what you're doing with it. Like it's just it's the five. <laughs> this is actually really helpful. So I, I appreciate mean, this. this. Is, these are new way Kerwin rules. Like I don't know anybody else's. These are my rules. Like that to me. Th those those things are very like if there's a fist somewhere that's <laughs> definitely you know if there's a fist somewhere you don't normally find a fist <laughs> exactly then that's definitely um if there's I, i'll go in, in even into horror if there's teeth somewhere that there's not normally teeth oh you know like anything anything that gets really wild and i love it i'm not saying i don't i just am like that's five that's five for me <laughs> That's where I'm tapping out. I'm like, okay, okay, got me. <laughs> we have five, folks. We have five. Exactly. We have we have a T five, and everybody claps like the NASA control room. <laughs> 
Oh my God. I can't believe you brought up teeth because I remember reading a book and I can't remember what book it was about a vagina that had teeth. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they exist. Did we read the same book? Have you read? No, the I don't. Book? I don't think we did. But like, I just, I just know that that that's one of those for me. Yeah, and I was kind that's of like, oh, ow, oh, because <laughs> you know, the teeth might not necessarily be doing a bad thing. It's just that their teeth there. And then I was like, wouldn't it be great if everybody's vagina had teeth? Like, what would, that, I, what would the I world look like? I honestly think so. I agree. I totally agree. I was like, that. what is it, vagina dentata? I'm like, I'm for it. Can we make that happen? <laughs> I wanted to ask you, okay, long past summer, your mm-hmm. debut just came yeah. out. Oh, my God, I love it. Um, one of the things that really got me about this book is that it's it's about the it's obviously about this romantic relationship, but it's also about friendships mm. and friendships falling apart. Am, am I right here? Am I following the yeah yeah like yeah. the right line? Mm-hmm, and so and and so that there was this sort of strong element of women's fiction going on. I felt like in addition to the romance. And, you know, it's so funny because in our, like, pre-briefing, you said, you know, I don't even understand why those are two different Mm. categories. And I agree with you in that, I mean, I understand that there's some women's fiction that if if it involves a woman, it's women's fiction, right? Like, as a main character, it's women's fiction. But and some some of those things don't have romance in them. But the idea that romance is not women's fiction is weird to me. Um, and yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, or at least w- romance with women as central characters, um, right? The seven, you know, yeah, it, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that that's that's weird to me. And so I kind of, to me, and especially since I'm not really writing a rom com, it's much more important to me um, to fill out the characters, particularly the protagonist, female protagonist world. Like I. There's there's more going on for her, any of I should say any of my characters than just the romance that she's entering into. So was it my intention to make it women's fiction? Not at all. But um, if giving her a greater world to inhabit makes it women's fiction, then I uh, absolutely I take it. Then you'll take it, yeah. Because I just was like you know reading the description and reading through. Um, you know, reviews and stuff like that. I was like, whoa, this, re- you know, this is like, this is, is definitely straddling that women's fiction romance line. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually really love those books mm-hmm. because you Same. get a richer, I feel like you get a richer experience as a reader. Agreed. You know, and I mean, and that's not fair because I love romance too, but the ones, Same. the shows that I, the, the shows, the, the books <laughs> that I am really, really drawn to, the ones that I'm going to read over and over and over and over again are the ones that lean towards women's fiction because we're getting mm-hmm. such a rich story, you know, and the characters and, and being like really invested, very heavily invested in the characters and what yes. happens to them. Agreed. Agreed. That those are my favorites too. Yeah. And then yeah. I also kind of dug how there's, is there kind of a love triangle in this book? So that was not my intent. Like, I mean, I like a love triangle. 
I'm not going to be, I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, I know a lot of people don't I like do too. Them. I love a good love triangle. I like a love triangle. I know. And, and it makes people so angry, but I'm just I like, know. give me all the love triangles. And I'll go a step further and really say something absolutely blasphemous. I don't like cheating in real life, but I don't mind it in books. Um, and I know that that is like That's the Rubicon a... that you cannot cross in yeah. real life. I understand that, and I'm not trying. I will not. I I vow to my readers that it. I will not be writing a romance that has a cheating in it. I can't guarantee for anything else, but I won't have that. But I just I like. I like complicated. Look, I really like complicated. complicated, and love triangles make things complicated, yeah. and cheating makes things complicated, and like I like what everyone's calling it messy like everybody who's uh, not everybody but a lot I've gotten a lot of feedback where they're just like this is this book is messy 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 and I'm like I will take it I love it I love angst I love longing I love a slow burn and I love complicated messy things yeah yeah so. I, yeah, the the cheating thing is really interesting because there there are also sort of I guess I don't know if it's like levels of cheating, um, but I didn't think I didn't think this counted as cheating. And then somebody called oh, no, me. no 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 Mm-mm, well no. no I mean there there where I had before my characters got together, my main male character was in a compromising position with somebody else, but there but there wasn't I I I specifically left it a little bit obscure. So mm-hmm. that you didn't quite know if anything had happened or whatever. And I got called out like, I hated this book because he cheated. And I was like, well, technically, no, they weren't together. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no, I got that too. No, I got a, I read a Goodreads review where the person knocked it a, a star or two because they felt like there was some emotional cheating going on. Oh, and okay. I And I, I had to really think about that. And I was like, no, I I don't I reject that because I was really specific about what I said was going on and what I was trying to show was going on and I said the only place where I could see there being even a hint of that is this whole thing where I I, I keep thinking of Ross and friends like we were on a break yeah. like that one of those like <laughs> <laughs> like, like um, you might have thought we were still together, but we were on a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. And I, I do know that sometimes some readers, even if you're on the break, right? And, and we're yeah. talking years. Okay? Yeah, exactly. And we're talking years. Like, we're, like, this is like a second chance and it's years later. There's this, like, I can't believe that these people went on with their lives and had sex with other people. Other uh, people. No, I know. I know. I, and that is so weird to me. Like, I, I noticed that particularly, it's so funny, and just to bring it back to fan fiction for a second, I noticed that a lot in fan fiction, that, they re, that a lot of readers um, require fidelity. Really? That, like, sort of, almost, it's unrealistic to me. And I don't mean to, and I'm not trying to, again, like I said, in real life, that is like anathema. But in writing, like, I just feel like there's a, it's, there's, there's room for a lot more complication. And, you know, if to ask someone to be, in real life, people understand it, but in books, I think it gets a little idealized. But to ask someone to be faithful 
for decades is a little unrealistic. Like, it's right. just like, I mean, wh why would they do that? Why would they put their whole life on hold for that? Especially with no guarantee that the person's coming back or maybe right. the person's dead. So like they can't come back. So why would you be expecting them to just cut off this whole aspect of their life right? in terms of their love and that sort of thing? because they're not with the person that they want to be with. And I just thought it was more realistic to say, yeah, well, they did other things. They loved other people. It's just that they love this person the most. Right. And I think that's key. I think that like we can love other people. It just sort of like sometimes you never, if it's a second chance, for example, like sometimes that, that love you don't necessarily lose it, right? Like, I, yeah, I you know, yeah, like, exactly. like, even though you split up, like, there's that sort of, like, yearning that's still there. But, of course, you can move on with your life and fall in love with somebody else. It doesn't negate the love that you feel for this other. Because, like, humans are complicated. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're, yeah. like, super complicated beings. And so you can – I kind of feel like there's this, like, it's either or. You're either in love or you're not. But I think mm -hmm. that, you know – having been married for 20 odd years, like, I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I don't love my mother, but you know, the, the love kind of waxes and wanes sometimes. I, I um, used to call it like the flip, but I realized, you know, in my old age that it happens multiple times. I used to say that there, there's a moment in a marriage where the, and I say this as a person who's only witnessed the ma marriages and not been married, but there's a moment where the person who was the most in love when you started out is not the most in love then like it flips mm -hmm. and the other person ends up and I what I didn't understand when I was younger was that that can happen multiple times where the one person is less in love and it's not it doesn't say that the love's not there it's just that in those moments or in that time span right one person is more deeply invested Right. than the other person for whatever reason that that is and right. you know the glorious moments are when you both are in it to the same degree at the right. same time right and it can be something as simple as um i don't know like like i like work is putting a lot of demands exactly. on, on you and so yeah. the the demand of love mm -hmm. can be very difficult to sort of juggle right and i yeah. and i hate to call it a demand but in a way, it kind of is like like a relationship needs that nurturing, and it's work. Like it's yeah, work. I, yeah. And no, sometimes I, you just don't have it in you to to do the work because of other life things that are happening. Absolutely, absolutely. I like I actually said at like one part, one part moment in the book when you know my protagonist is really confused and she needs some like clarity and someone says to her, you know, love is not, you know, it's, it's not like the fuel, it's the fire, it like burns, mm. and you have to keep giving it kindling, you have to keep feeding it, right? Or it, it'll die out. And that's why it's active, you have to keep doing it every right. day. Right. And sometimes, like you said, sometimes you're there are other things happening. May, sometimes it's, it might be even like your children, like they just yeah. require more from yeah. you yeah. that you, then you can give your partner. And, you know, hopefully you still have enough to not, you know, fall apart in those moments. Yeah. But 
And I think that's where the work comes in, right? Like, because you've got to acknowledge that, like, if you're, if, if you're just going to give in and you're going to say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're going through this season of like, with, with like a really hectic work schedule and you're not giving me what, what I need. So I'm going to walk away and get it from someplace else. Yeah. As opposed to saying, this is worth staying in and dealing with this for now until we get to the other side of it. And then, I mean, not saying you should deal with it forever and ever, but if you can, you know, a month, two months, whatever, a week later, like get to that other side and you can say, okay, now, you know, now we're going to go back to this, like, you know, go, go back to this partnership that we kind of lost sight of for a little while. Exactly. I I completely agree. I, I completely agree. I think that, you know, there's room for, and I think that's what's been so amazing about like romance as it's evolving is that there there are more spaces to tell yes. that kind of story, but to make it more complicated than like you know Cinderella, yes. or you know those kind of the, the yeah. like simplistic stuff. You can yeah. tell more complicated stories, and like I said, I'm willing to to take it. I'm willing to eat like triangle and messy and all that stuff because I just am like I love it (laughs) give it to me yeah I do too I do too oh my god okay I want to read your scene okay so excited (laughs) oh my god so I I'm like oh cringing inside I'm like oh god he's gonna read it out loud okay go ahead oh my god totally don't cringe it's it's all good it's all good Okay, this is Long Past Summer, your new book. Um, can you set up this scene for us? Like, maybe give us just a little bit of background and um, and let us know where we are. Okay, so um, the story is, is of Michaela. She's a lawyer in New York. Um, many years ago, 20 years ago, she was um, college-bound uh, senior. So it was really the summer after her um, graduation from high school. She met a boy, they fell in love, but she knew that she wanted to go to New York and uh, live, you know, a different sort of life than her small town. And so she left and she left in leaving to do that. She also left him. Mm. And 20 years later, she sees a picture of herself and her friend uh, up on a billboard. And uh, she finds out that the company that she represents um, is being sued by one of the girls in that picture and she's the other girl in the picture and the picture was taken by this boy that she'd fallen in love with all those years ago but now he is the ex-husband of the friend yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, oh my god this is complicated it, exactly and so she's got to defend him and her company and face her friend and try not to fall in love with, again, fall in love again with the boy that she loved so many years ago, her first love. And uh, this comes at the point where they've kind of decided that it's futile, resistance is futile. I mean, he's been he's got he's been pressing his case for a long time, and she's been ignoring him and trying to like stay away from him. But 
this is a they they there was a lot of stuff that they had to get through to get to this point and so um they finally realized okay we're gonna do it and uh he meets her at a at a party that she's throwing and he's in a hotel and he's like you know what i'm gonna get a hotel room oh yeah and he's like just come up and she does so we're like we're about to how far into the book are we here is this sort of like midpoint are we towards the end so it's interesting that you ask that so it's it's closer to the it is closer to the end and a lot of people i notice in a lot of my reviews they're like oh well um you know you have to wait to the end to get the like steamy sex and i beg to differ <laughs> that's called a slow um <laughs> according to does it bang uh which which counts when at what point in a book the banging happens my book actually bangs at the 50% mark. It's oh. just that I was a lot more conservative about said banging because they were younger. And so I didn't want to be too explicit. Right. Got it. I, I've never heard of Does It Bang. Is that a website? It is. Yeah. It's a website on, uh, I love them. It's a website on Instagram and all they do is tell you does the book bang or does it not bang? And at, at what point in the book does it bang? You know, the 20% mark, the 25% mark, the 50% mark. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> I had no idea this exists and I'm going to go find it when we're done because this is hilarious. Does it bang, people? Humans are so wonderful sometimes. I, know, like, I was just, I, I, listen, between that and the app Go Pee, which tells you when in the movie you can go and run to the bathroom. I'm just like, this is genius. Sometimes, sometimes, like, you know, sometimes I'm just all about ready to give up on humanity. And then I hear about, like, does it bang? And I'm just like, really? Exactly. We're geniuses. We're amazing. Humans are amazing. Exactly. We're going to save this world. <laughs> One does it bang at a time. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so we are in Michaela's point of view. Are, are you writing? I, I know you're writing third person, but are, are do you change uh, which? No, I don't or? change POVs. This okay, is strictly from Michaela's POV. Me too. I I don't change either. I I like staying in my female main character's point of view. Um, okay, just a little snippet because I just really like this little paragraph. Oh. Cameron moved closer, poised above her. His avid gaze ran the length of her body, making her feel like she was burning from the inside out. His lips grazed her, her nose, cheeks, and chin before sliding along her jaw to her neck. He dragged her dress down, uncovering her shoulders, while his mouth blazed a sizzling path over her hot skin. He caressed her with a reverence that eased the self-consciousness so many years apart gave, and true to his word, being in his arms was like coming home. God, I love that. I just love that. I really love that paragraph. I think it was, um, you got this sort of sense, even though it was like in her point of view, it was like she could feel that 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 he cherished her mm, like yeah. every step that he was doing made her feel cherished and that was coming through in this paragraph like she felt cherished Th that was important to me because like 
um, you know, as other people have said, my main character, Michaela, is kind of frustrating. And because of the fact that she refuses to see how much this man loves her mm. and what to what extent he'll go for her. And, you know, this was like not the first moment, but I wanted to make sure that in this moment she was realizing that all the things that he'd been kind of intimating, maybe not even saying explicitly, but like suggesting was true. He loved her. He he wanted her. Right. And he was just waiting for her to, you know, wake up. Bounce <laughs> <laughs> right. mountain. Again, another short story. I'm just easing you into this. So no problem. It's not like I the big, appreciate it. It's like the, not the big, the big long section is coming next. So just like, yeah. <laughs> just easing. I brace myself. Gird my loins. Okay. <laughs> the solid heft of his body over hers, his spicy, lush mixture of sweat, soap, and aftershave. The feel of his hands and mouth on her all aroused her. Her movements became frenzied as Cameron's arms tangled with hers. His shirt sleeves caught at his wrists and as she struggled to tug them off. He held her close as if fearing to be separated from her for the moment it took to relieve him of his clothing. <laughs> I really love this because, like, it's not that easy to get out of your clothes. No. <laughs> and half the time it's not even, like, you know, and I'm guilty of this where I, like, write the most sultry, like... Ah, this robing is so sexy, but in reality, it's kind of not. Yeah, no, I, you know, I always think of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Bruce Almighty, where he decides to finally, like, he's in, he's a person who's now got been given the, the, the um, powers of God, right? And so he's trying to set a sexy scene for his wife um, to sleep together. And so he literally pulls the moon closer. So they've got this giant moon outside the outside their window. And she turns away for one second. And he just, you might've even seen the gift. He like just throws his hands out and the, his clothes just strip from his, his body. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's not like that. It's really not like that. <laughs> or, you know, and I know like, you know, you can do things with clothing removal that makes everything really and heightens the whole thing. But like, you know, it's like sometimes it's just damn hard to get out of clothes mm -hmm. and you end up wrestling. Yeah. You know, with, exactly. with your clothes, not with your paramour, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there are all these, all of a sudden there's like lots more buttons and zippers and like things that you're like, wait, I, I was able to like dress myself before. How is it this difficult to undress? Yeah. All of a sudden you're like a toddler, like, you know, like, how do you do this? Like, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Diving beneath her dress, Cameron ventured between her legs with an eagerness that made her giggle. His hands impatiently tugged her underwear aside and fingers explored her, spreading her wide while his stub cheeks abraded the supple skin of her inner thighs. His tongue glided through her folds, lingering until she arched upward, currents of electric pleasure tearing through her, buzzing the length of her nerve endings. He stayed, and there, he stayed there applying pressure, sucking on her sensitive swollen bud, ministering to it until she trembled, crying out his name. She exclaimed it again and again like a chant, quivering, twisting her fists into the top cover of the bed as he gorged himself on her. Muscles tensed all over her body as waves overtook her. She grew louder and louder, building to a screech and release that sounded foreign. 
even to her. God, I love that. Do you remember <laughs> writing that? Um, not really, because this, because honestly, this whole scene had so many like revisions and drafts and really? like trying to get it because I didn't fully answer your question. So when you asked me, like, is it that you're like nervous that your parents are going to see it, or are you concerned that your prose is going to be purple? And it was, it's really both. Like, I'm very, I was very, I was very concerned about writing purple prose. Yeah. And so I, 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 there, in my mind, I see these scenes, like, I, and I read these novels where the scenes are just so good and you're just so immersed. Yeah. And I just, felt like there was a disconnect for me when I was reading it. And so I had to keep going and I had to ask like some friends of mine who really do good um, love scenes in their own books to like advise me. And it was like lots and lots of like revision to try to like get there. Plus there were other things that I really wanted to um, say in the scene, like like that whole thing about her cherishing him and, and acknowledging how long it's been since they'd been together. And I, I love that you have this sort of like, I don't know, like team of writers, like you, that you're, you're all there kind of helping each other and, you know, there for questions and like, what do you think of this and how do I fix this? Like, I think, you know, sometimes writing is so solitary. Yeah. And, and I, but it, it, there is like, when I think about like my editors or, you know, arc readers or beta readers, or like, there really is a team of people behind us kind of cheering us on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and it's not, I'm not just, you know, saying it to say that I, I wouldn't been, I wouldn't have been able to do it without any of it. Like, yeah. cause it just, it required, and it, I mean, in some respects, it almost required a lot of propping me up too, because they, they had to be like, you can do this. Like you can do this. Honestly, can- I think that's almost half the battle, right? Like I think yeah. like, like, because we just like, I've been listening to a lot of mindset audiobooks lately because I really need a shift in mine. And I, mm-hmm. and, but I think that, you know, I, I, everyone would be like mindset, mindset. I'd always roll my eyes, but I think there's something to it. Mm-hmm. there's really something to it. Yeah, I know. I get it. Like, cause you definitely have to, when you're trying to explore like parts of yourself, like I, with the love scene, it would be like your sensuality or your sense of, of that stuff. Like, what is it to you that's sexy? Right. It definitely is a mindset. Like you have to go there. Yeah. And you have to have the confidence mm-hmm. that you can. And that's such yeah. a big one. It's that's huge. such a big one. It's huge. You know, do I have the confidence? <laughs> do I have the confidence to write this thing? Do I have the confidence to put it out there? Do I have the confidence to release it? Do I, you know, they, they, it's like every step you're like, you need a new boost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, they put you on your, their shoulder and they push you up. Another yeah, you need that infusion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, this is, this is really great. Cause again, you go back to the, the, the clothing this is mm-hmm. gorgeous, but what the hell? What the hell is it? He cried in frustration, sitting up on his haunches between her legs and searching for a zipper lost among the rushed asymmetrical fabric. She can't get the dress off. It's awesome. <laughs> for a moment, she stilled, distracted by the sight of him. His wide, lightly freckled shoulders, strong tanned arms, and broad bare chest, 
long ago memories of moments like this one in the garden at night by the lake and in his bed years before flooded her. All the scenes of furtive meetings and secretive giggling as they hardly stripped out of cumbersome clothes, their struggle to achieve the same shamelessly lustful ends under, under similar time constraints all returned. Stop staring and help me before I rip you out of this thing, he warned with mild impatience. She reached between them and finally locating the small hidden zipper eased it down. Cameron started to peel her out of the dress slowly, like unwrapping a precious gift. Then in a single fluid motion, he pulled the dress up and over her head, tossing it to the floor before, before falling over her again. Her prior knowledge of him guided her movements as she touched him. His breath hitched in his throat as her hand slid slowly from his abdomen down between them. Taking him in her hand, she stroked until the grin fell from his face. Soon, he sounded much the same as she had, grinding out her name through gritted teeth repeatedly as his whole body tensed over hers, grimacing as he looked down between them, watching her work him in her fist. She panted in time with his moans, bringing him to within a hair's breadth of climax before guiding him to her entrance. Whew. <laughs> there was, that took a lot of workshopping. <laughs> there was such a shift here too. Like I went, like it went to carnal, right? Like it was like to, it went to, it went from like funny mm -hmm. and then carnal. And like, well, it was like, there were a lot of shifts. So it was like, funny and then wistful and mm. then carnal and then something more meaningful yeah well you know there's the hope that that you know that that can be you know sex too <laughs> yeah so there, yeah there's a lot of things happening there's always like a lot of things happening sometimes people are in their heads sometimes they're not sometimes it's funny because people are like doing wrong things or putting things in the wrong holes or you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be five chili pepper by the way that would be exactly. five chili that pepper would, that would definitely be a five <laughs> but i and i loved how you got like all of this into like like four paragraphs like there's a that's a lot of work that's amazing i you know it's so funny because i i kept beating myself up that this whole scene wasn't longer you know, I just was like, ah, you know, this is this is you, a novice, like trying to put together something that's like suitably hot and you just don't have the capacity for it. So you're like flying through it as opposed to like really taking your time and like, like, you know, steeping yourself in it. Like, Wait, did you think you weren't it. taking your time? Because this is I like, did. wow. I did. I just, I, I mean, but as we've discovered, like, I, I don't know if I have a good understanding of what other people get from this scene. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I think none of us know, right? Like, we just like write our shit and send it out and hope that people get it. Yeah. You know, exactly. but yeah, there, there are things where I'm just like, um, all right, so you might not want to know this, but in Kindle, if you buy your own book, you can see what the popular highlights are. My friend told me that, and she said that she couldn't wait to see what my highlights were. <laughs> well, what's really funny is, like, I look and I see what, and I'm like, why'd they highlight that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, some stuff where I'm like, really? Why'd they highlight that? <laughs> like, that's weird. I never expected that, you know? <laughs> I could see that, and it's so funny because I know as a reader... I usually read without the highlights on, but sometimes they're already on when yeah. you open the book. And 
I'll see that, you know, there's a lot of universal universality in it. Yes. Because the yeah. same parts that I like I'm drawn to, the same parts that hit me in the in a similar way are highlighted are already. Highlighted and I'm like, yeah. wow. So it's you know, these things really work for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Okay. He returned within a moment, answering her call, sharing an intimate, knowing smile just between them. He, he had to go get a condom, by the way. Yeah. They held each other's gaze and sighed in mutual satisfaction as he entered her. Michaela's whole body tense, then relaxed. The feeling first a, trepid the feeling first a trepidation, then a kind of soul-deep relief only Cameron had ever given her. The welcome familiarity of his body soothed her remaining anxieties and preoccupations. She yielded to him, her toes curling and flexing with relish at each stroke, straining on one elbow, his fingers digging into her fleshy thigh, gripping her, urging her open. He repeatedly seated himself, then retreated. She ached to somehow draw him closer, as if for this one moment they could somehow occupy the same skin. I died. Really? Oh my God, yes. Oh, thank you. I died as if they could somehow occupy the same skin. I was like, oh, I know that feeling. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was such a great way to explain, to describe what that feeling is, because I've always found it indescribable. Mm. And that was like, yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That is the, that is the thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so yeah. good. So good. Um, I'm just going to read this one little bit so that everybody can be like me. I want to, I'm just going to leave everybody with this because I had to get left with it. So I think it's only <laughs> fair that you do too. At last, Michaela sank onto his chest spent as Cameron held her to him, both stated and gasping and unable to speak. But in the silence, her brain misfired, still replaying his words and anxious to break free of his embrace, even while he remained inside her. He'd been right, of course. This was still good. And yet, she could already feel it. She wasn't careful. She was going to fuck it all up again. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Oh my God. No, that means, that means, that means we're going to have to go pick up long past summer <laughs> <laughs> so that we know what happens. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I was like, she just went through all of this beautiful stuff. And then she's like, oh, no. <laughs> she's just like all the, the, you know, all the old feelings came back, including the feeling that she's about to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> including this bad one. Exactly. Now I'm like, okay, now she is going to fuck it up. You just gave us that fair warning. And now she is going to fuck it up. And how is she going to fix this? There you go. That was really good. Thank you. This was really good. No wonder Holoquin was like, 100,000 words, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so lucky that they did say that. <laughs> They were just like, who gives a shit? This is great. Because it is. I think that this is wonderful. And um, and I'm excited to read the whole book. Oh, thank you. I oh really my God. appreciate thank that. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. This was so much fun. Oh, my God. Stevie scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought I was going to die having to talk about this. <laughs> Wait, I try not to kill people. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody would come on. <laughs> You know, you would never have noticed. You've just been like, New Age? 
knew it. And I'd have been like, oh, you're so mortification. <laughs> so what do you have coming up next? Are, are you working on the next thing? Are you still I sort am. of in limbo? What's going I'm, on? I'm, I'm actually working on the next thing. Um, I have, have committed myself to trying to up the ante a little bit. Although, like I said, if people are saying that it's already this one was already like quite steamy. I don't know what, what what's going to happen with this, but I decided that I was going to challenge myself this time to really like kind of go for it. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm just really curious, like if you go to, if you, if you're ever going to go to the five level and what that's going to look like, like, but you know, you're ever going to go to the five level publicly. Yeah, that's it. Cause it, because I've already done some fives. I just, <laughs> I like, I, this is, I'm I'm challenging myself not necessarily to get to five, but just to like move a little bit more out of my comfort zone with like every book. So. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So I know you say you're a technophobe, but you got to hang out somewhere. And where is it on the internet? <laughs> so the best place to find me is Instagram. I'm Newey Kerwin at. Oh no, I'm at Newer Newey Kerwin. See, that's exactly <laughs> it, right? Like. <laughs> I don't even get how that works. So no, I'm at New Acre One, and on Instagram, on Twitter, on my very blank TikTok page, <laughs> you could also find me at New Acre One on Facebook and um, my website, NewAcreOne.com. So Excellent. lots of places. And that's N-O-U-E-K-I-R-W-A-N. But I will have links in the show notes to all of this. So if you're driving. Don't get into an accident. Don't, please, please. Hands on on the wheel. Hands on the wheel. Nui, thank you so much for doing this. It was super fun. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to, like, chat with me and, like, work through all my issues. (laughs) We did it I have the text in the mail. (laughs) I love it. No, I don't charge. I don't charge. (laughs) 